BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. It is I, Numator 479. According to our studies of your puny mammalian race, we discovered you like very good coffee. And while it is our evolutionary purpose to cause you psychic torment, we want you awake and vivacious to give it. So try our new blend from Spring Hill Jack Coffee, reptilian in the morning. Our proprietary blend of lightly roasted cocayo husks will have you immediately energized upon emerging from the pain cloaca with all your slippery new eggs. Thanks, honey. I'm cold-blooded. Mmm. Eggs to Spring Hill Jack and last podcast on the left. I'm ready to get out there and eat some babies. Get out of the way, Hillary Clinton. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. I like how today's episode was supposed to like not be heavy or scary, right? Because it's true crime roundup. Yeah. And we, you know, we're kind of like, you know, we like to see some fun true crime stories and get into it. And then you showcase hmm. the scariest story <laughs> I've read in months. Really? I would get be I would guess that would be the mushroom trip one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a scary ass story. It's well, I don't terrifying. know anything. You have you not read any of these? No, I wanted it to be a surprise. I wanted to bring it to him roundtable style, but he doesn't know anything. That's great. I like to keep you a virgin. <laughs> I'm just gonna go sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's what a great function. What a great third mic. Welcome to the last podcast on the left, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Marcus Sparks. Uh, I'm and, and I am Ed Larson. What's up? Yeah, baby? whoa, whoa, Ed Nation. Woo, woo, going woo. wild. I can hear. <laughs> Bang, 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 No, no. I got shot. But this story, uh, this is not going to be pleasant for you, Eddie, because this is horrible. Are you afraid of flying? No, I love it. No, but it's not about it. I'm not afraid of flying, but I'm afraid of people. Of course. And what they do. This is very much a story about the human element. The human element gone wrong, how one guy can really fuck things up for a lot of people. This is German bastard. Yes. And also probably the guy with the Malaysian flight, but we don't really know. That's still a mystery. They're saying they do believe that it was purposefully downed. 
Oh. But yeah. we don't know why. Maybe the blindfold got in the way. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to show everyone how good of a pilot I am. <laughs> I could do it by sticking his hand out the window, yeah, yeah. like feeling the air drift. Well, let's do it. The off-duty pilot who almost brought down a passenger jet while tripping on magic mushrooms has broken his silence over the quote-unquote imaginary journey that almost ended in tragedy. I can't believe he's allowed to break his own silence. I, I, I This is a scary-ass story. And also, he wasn't currently tripping on mushrooms. Well, I mean, it, it is debatable as to whether he was still suffering from the effects he of hallucinogens. Six, he ate it six days earlier. Two days earlier. That's still, no, for mushrooms, this is giving mushrooms a bad name. This, this is guy's a, a psychopath, and he's fucking calling it out on the mushrooms. We'll get there. We'll find out. We'll, we'll find get out. there. Joseph Emerson, 44, said he took the psychedelic drugs two days before the fateful flight on October 22nd while on a weekend getaway to remember his best Friend. Yes. And that, I think, is, you know, we always uh, talk about with psychedelics, set and settings. This guy was out in, on like somewhat of a trip with his buddies to remember a buddy, like the best man at his wedding had died. Yes. In and, 2018, his yeah. best, his one of his best friends died. And he, his even his wife said he was never the same. But he is a true blue pilot. Joseph Emerson was this guy that was he dreamed and trained to be a pilot his whole life. He was really, really excited about it. But I guess I was sort of reading, because in the New York Times articles that was about this man talking about the interview with him, one of the things that came out was that, I guess with pilots, they're not, well, how do you put it? You can go and say you're having mental health issues to your boss. But if you go on medication or if they decide to, for a while, for a long time, you were not allowed to have any sort of mental health issue that involved medication and be a pilot at the same time. Yeah. They didn't allow it. But then he went in. He was like, I've been sad ever since my friend died. And so like, well, you know, we could get you on medication, but that grounds you. They actually now it's they put you on a period of sort of like they watch you for a while. But it turns out he was sad for like a minute and then didn't really do anything about it because he didn't want to lose his momentum in his career. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to find pilots, too, these days. There's a pilot shortage. They're always going on fucking strike. They're underpaid. I don't know. Honestly, I went to the Barney's Beanery, and I met like 15 of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Alaska Airlines pilot and father of two says he was in a sleepless stupor for the next 48 hours after taking mushrooms, questioning reality while suffering repeat panic attacks. In an interview with the New York Times from County Jail, Emerson offered a disturbing glimpse into the bizarre near catastrophe where he almost killed 83 people urinated on himself, stripped naked, tried to masturbate to break him out of his own stupor. I've done it before and it works. Get the <laughs> devil out. You got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's evil in your body. You so, got to fucking let it leak out. Yeah. Let your penis be your guide. Yeah. And he tried to flee custody. He's facing 83 counts of attempted murder. One for everyone on board. Yeah. Oh, he's fucked. Uh, he's very <laughs> fucked. So he apparently, he took these mushrooms and he was hanging out with his buddies. And he said in the middle of it, he became which I know this very feeling. He said that he would, they did a big bonfire and they did the very classic. It was six days. It was six days before he was going to be on a plane again. Mm -hmm. And they were sitting with him and they're like, you know, we're here for this weekend. You should try mushrooms. And he had never done mushrooms. He said he even voided when guys were smoking weed. He'd leave. 44 is way too old to do mushrooms for the first time. Especially like with buddies. Like I know like right now mushrooms are doing really well with, you know, sort of, what do you call it? Psychiatric help. But sure. that's like under the care of a doctor. Yeah. That's great. But and just doing it with your buddies, like while you're laser focused on the death of your best friend. 
It's a bad idea. And like your random bro doesn't exactly know because every bag of mushrooms is different. Yeah, all of them all are You different. know, they're always, so you never know how much to really take. Here's a little tip for you people. If, you, if there's a lot of blue in there, that's going to be a wild ride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yes. a little one <laughs> yes. that is all blue is way Way stronger than a big one that is mostly white. Gold yeah. flakes are good, too. Gold flakes. That's how you know it's going to be fucking killer. And you're like, fuck, yeah, bro. But we're talking about when it goes wrong. <laughs> now, this guy, he, he, well, his, the problem is I actually, I push back. I don't think that the age is the issue. I think it's, it's what you're saying. It's a mount. Yeah. Is that you, when you go and you go get micro dose treatment from an actual psychiatrist, they measure it out. It's all ground out. It was, it's grown in a lab. It's like made specifically for it. And they, and they do it in very precise amounts. And is what we also know, which we'll say about any drug, take less than you think. Yeah. Because you can always take more. You can't untake That's what right. you've already taken. Yes. And so it sounds like he took the drugs and he was like, this is cool. This maybe helped me. And then he became fixated on the flames and then got uh, deep into the bonfire. Well, that's, right? I mean, it look, nothing looks cooler than a bunch of fire when you're on mushrooms. But yeah. then he said he started to slide. It started going being like, this is groovy. It's cool. But then he did the thing where he thought about every mistake he's ever made. Never a good idea. But again, it's hard. It's yeah. hard to do it because, again, it's a psychedelic. You don't know where that horse is going to go sometimes. Well, especially if your buddies are just sort of leaving you alone to stare into the fire. And also, you got to tell people. So, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. You got to use your words. Yeah, you got to tell people. To, but not I'm like, freaking out here. Yeah. Use the words. <laughs> I'm freaking out here, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the old thing I always tell people is like, if you start to freak out, remind yourself you have taken drugs and you can think about this again and Four to six hours. Yes, it's going to be over. <laughs> this whole drug experience is going to be over unless you're Joseph Emerson and then it lasts for a bunch of days and you try to kill everybody in a plane. Yeah. Uh, he was off duty and should have had an easy flight to San Francisco ahead of him. <laughs> yes. Uh, he sat up in the cockpit, so he wasn't actually flying the plane. Mm -mm. Uh, but the other pilots, he quickly showed of signs of erratic behavior. And as the plane reached cruising altitude, I don't know why I relate to this so much. I know this moment. He threw off his headset and declared, I'm not okay. Yeah. Oh, no. I know the exact yeah. feeling. So he said he walked into the airport. The first thing was, I, and this is how I know, this is also a good for you to know when you know whether or not it's good for you to start driving yet after a party. When he walked into this airport, he was like, everything's different, but it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're saying like, security's like doing it wrong. Yeah, this is not the way they're doing it out of order. They're saying weird things to me. He started saying, "I'm not understanding what people are saying to me." He keeps texting his wife, just being like, "I'm not doing good." I'm like, which I've been in a panic state. We're being like, "I just want to fucking be back with you, baby." Yeah, yeah. you know. And she's just like, "Ugh," you yeah. know. It's getting intense. And then he goes into the airport. He said nothing was done right. And then he got on. And then he was texting with his wife on the plane. Yeah, yeah. Basically, then he said something to his buddies being like, going back and forth, I think something's going on with me, blah, 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 one of the last messages. And then finally, he just threw the headphones off. Well, what happened is that he got a text-to-voice uh, message in his, he was he had AirPods on. And he, he got a text in, and it read the text over his AirPods. And for some reason, that freaked him out. I, I mean, don't know what it was. that pisses me off as well. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I don't like it. And it's probably one of those where, you know, like, Google News alert, colon. 
You know, like a long <laughs> headline. You have those ones where it just sends you some weird spam one, and it reads every letter of it. And Microplastics. Then you're, uh, <laughs> consuming your body. It is me, Andrea Schmitz, and I'm asking you for your donation. The only thing that stands between us and tyranny is... Four dollars sent to me, Andrea Schnitz. No, it's always I'm sitting there, like listening to something and having a really good time, really getting into it. And then we'll be like, message from Ed Larson. Hey, fuck, <laughs> you want big meat? Look at this crocodile. It is big. <laughs> Would you like to respond? Yeah, get stop. Get away from me. It's well, very accurate. <laughs> well, suddenly Emerson grabbed the plane's overhead emergency fire suppression handles, leading to a desperate struggle between himself and the pilots to keep the jet in air. Yeah. So he said that he felt he was caught in a dream. Yeah. And he didn't know if anything was real or not. And then he was going to be like, you're not real. You're not real. Bad. That's two times this year. Yeah. We got people calling people not real on a plane. Not good. No. Yeah. Uh, I think it says something about the election cycle coming yeah. up. The air madness. Yeah. <laughs> air madness. Kel can't wait to start going back on tour. <laughs> and so they, he said, you're not real. And he said, the way to prove that this was not real was to try to kill himself and everybody in this plane. So that pull handle is what cuts the gas immediately to the engines uh, in case of fire. Yeah. So he pulled it. They all freaked out. They called it in a medical we emergency. Tried to pull it. They tried, he tried to, pull to pull it. He didn't pull it. But they ended up having they saw the they but then he begged to be tied down. Well, well, yeah. Well, first, before he begged to be tied down, he started walking up and down the aisles of the plane. He's like, Nobody's bothered. Nobody's Nobody, bothered. Like, Nobody's bothered. Nobody's paying attention to me. I think this is still a dream. Yeah. Like he has not, he still hadn't yet fucking. Was he dressed it. like a pilot? I don't know. Well, yeah, I think you do have to have if your... If you're going to sit in the cockpit, I believe I think, yeah. you have to have a universe, which is, again, I'm seeing a pilot just fucking stress pace <laughs> around the body of an airplane. I'm pulling the fucking emergency <laughs> handle. You get me off this fucking plane. Yeah. I need my pilot to literally be unflappable. Yeah, I understand that, like, tie me down thing. Cause oh, like, sure. Yeah, like, is you're flipping out, you know you're flipping out. I remember, not to go back into the whole getting arrested thing, I remember when I was getting arrested by an undercover cop, uh, he, like, he like had a gun in my face, and he go got lip. me on the ground, and like and I went on the ground, he's got a gun pressed against the back of my head, and then I see them storm my friend's apartment, and I hear a gunshot, they shot a dog, I'm like, are you a cop? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, he's like, yeah. actually, I was like, yeah. they cuffed me, because yeah. I'm flipping out. Yeah, 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 Because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to do something stupid if you don't fucking cuff me. That's what he did. Yeah. yeah. Well, this guy said, like, that he had that sort of thing that you have. I thought a lot of traumatic things in that time where I was like, am I dead? Is this hell? And guess what, guys? You're never dead. No. It's no. never hell. No. Like, it's because you won't be thinking those thoughts. It's your buddy's you don't room. Have thoughts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You'll yeah. be dead. Yeah. 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 Going, I, wherever you are, you ain't thinking like Joe anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the timeline, what happened next, it's alleged that the pilots grabbed hold of his wrists after he pulled the emergency stop and shunted them back into place before the engines cut off in a terrifying near miss. So I guess he did pull it, but they were able to put it back in a uh, place. Mm. Emerson then left the cockpit quickly and walked down the plane where he still thought he was dreaming as nobody on board seemed to be aware of or have any reaction to his attempt to bring the plane down. On the ground, police rushed the Portland runway after a pilot warned, we've got the guy that tried to shut the engines down out of the cockpit. He was cuffed and restrained to the jet. 
but yeah. had enough space to move around that he chugged straight from a pot of coffee yes. as he continued to act erratic. That's exactly what he needed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect time to renounce Spring Hill Jack's new coffee line, Reptilian in the Morning. And just in case you two are looking for the strength to defy an entire flight attendant team, oh. have Reptilian in the Morning. And it, you'll be ready to go. And apparently that did wake him up because he said he was able to reach his phone and send a text to his friends from the getaway where he told them, I'm having a mental breakdown and tried to turn off both engines on my flight home. In a separate text to his wife, he simply said, I've made a big mistake. See, <laughs> that shows clarity began yeah. to set in. But mm. he also, he did remove his clothes and he had covered himself in his own piss, right? He tried to jump out of a window. He urinated on himself and attempted to masturbate in crazed efforts How to wake himself up. jump out of a window on an airplane? I think you no, just he was already, he was on the ground. Oh, By then, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Once he was okay. on the ground, he stripped naked. He tried to jump oh, out of a window. Okay. They had him in a holding room and he tried to jump out of a window. You know, then he urinated on himself and he tried to like jerk himself awake, which is a weird way. Yeah. But I mean, it's, but but, you know, he's on shrooms, so, you know, his pathways are running differently. It's been days. <laughs> he's no longer on shrooms. I, but it's, but seriously, some people, psychedelics, do, they're not for everybody. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, they're no, not for. Especially a lot. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think he, they don't, do they say in the New York Times article how much he took? Did they just no. say it was, yeah. It's so, just a, a buddy's amount. Yeah, obviously too much. Obviously saw the way fear, too much. the fear, man. He got the fear. He got the fear and it did not leave him. I think, you again, one cap. Yeah. Yeah. Then build. Yeah. Build it. You start with a bit. This is, this is, this is the most interesting part. Okay. His wife, Sarah Stretch, added that when he called her from custody, he was so out of his mind, he began singing Boys to Men's hit song, It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday. I mean, I that mean, is one of those. You could that's a that's a scary song in that context. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a good How does that song go again? It's, it's so, so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Yeah, we're not gonna be able to Whoa, we you guys, it's like, wait, are they here? We can't hit boys to men harmony. <laughs> are they here? <laughs> that's I one love, of the I only sudden that video to people on their birthday. I love that. <laughs> that's my go-to. I actually can't believe that's one of the only boys to men songs that I'm not that familiar with. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It was like the most popular one. Maybe if I just hear it again, I hear the it's actual all about, version. You know, of it. dead people. Yeah, it's a funeral song, it's right? It's a funeral. Well, I know yeah. that you know the uh, what's it the uh, graduation. To the end of the road. He said a lot of songs yeah. about dead friends. Down on bended knees about dead friends. Is Motown it? Philly, everyone dies. Then I think that like we need not air marshals, but every flight should have a bouncer. Psychiatrist. I think like, a like an MMA a real good idea. bouncer who is like the, the pilot is direct line to the bouncer. We need this guy restrained. That like, guy's going to get laid. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Him up there, tatted out, just been like, yeah, my, my job is just make sure you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that soft swat. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got the kind of Vin Diesel tattoos. Yeah. You put him, you make sure he's the only guy on the plane who never sits down. Yeah. He always mm. stands at the front with the, the bouncer look where he's crossing his arms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you strap his legs in. Uh, D's on the <laughs> other side. D's on the other side. He went across over the other side. Right? Yeah, you're loading the plane. He's like, ID. What are you yeah. going to do tonight? <laughs> hey, 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 how are you feeling tonight? You doing good? You've had too much? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, looking back and forth, that'd be incredible. Yeah. yeah. Cutting people off when they drank too much. Yeah. We need bouncers. 
on flight. He's just another flight attendant. Yeah, like, but, he, a, but his job he, is to just make sure no one gets out of hand. Yeah. He's huge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I could actually see a very large woman as well. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man, nothing scarier than the small bouncer, though. Yeah, oh, well, man, small bouncers know. got training. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 They, they could put you in like a scissor hold or whatever that's called. Yeah. Arm bars and shit. Yeah. Yeah, you just put it like in the fine print every time you buy an airline ticket that you may be restrained on this flight if you fuck up. Yeah. yeah. You're like, yes, please. Yeah. You see those guys being like, I'm being bad. <laughs> I'm a bad little guy on a flight. I'm going to oh. need to be restrained. I had a lady next to me have to get restrained once. She just like, she came on hammered on pills. You know? oh, and like, yeah, I started yeah, drinking yeah. at the bar and I was like, oh, this woman is hammered. And then I started walking on my plane. I was like, fuck. Yeah. And then she sat across the aisle from me. And then at some point in the flight from LA to New York, she decides to fucking just start screaming and like, scratching the girl in the middle seat, like scratching her face. Jeez. Like she's like bleeding out of her face <laughs> and shit. When was this? This was like a year and a half ago. Cool. Uh. And then, um, and then they had to, and then literally some poor flight attendant had to go over there and literally hold her down for yeah. three hours. So we didn't have to land early. Jeez. You know, so like this, that's guy, a good flight attendant. That's, that's a, a great good. flight attendant. Yeah. And I, and I, I told them, I'm like, I saw her drinking at the bar. She got hammered. It's her friends in the back. Cause I saw she can't, she was getting hammered with a friend. And, uh, and I ratted her out and they gave me 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. You got a stool <laughs> pigeon. You got a bounty? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's no, hilarious. I saw the strangest video the other day of like this dude that was nodding off on an airplane and was barely conscious and he just pulled out a pack of smoke and just lit up a fucking cigarette Man. right on the airplane. And like he's sitting there and he's like smoking like and someone comes up like the flight attendant comes and like taps him on the shoulders like and just sort of points and he goes, <laughs> like he just got really He's scared like and forgot like, where the hell he was. Yeah. He literally just forgot where he no was. Idea. He was just he was, in a chair someplace else. A, yeah, he was in a chair someplace else. He's like, fuck, 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 fuck. That's like a thousand dollar mistake, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> such a huge mistake. Oh, man. It's such a massive fucking mistake. This guy says, uh, I don't know if I'll ever fly an airplane again. I really don't. Of course I don't. You're done, <laughs> I think that if you he doesn't get booked for 83 counts of of, of attempted manslaughter, <laughs> he probably should at least not fly again. Well, not it, in America. No. No. <laughs> Send him to Malaysia. <laughs> well, at this point, he says he's trying to be as transparent as possible as to what happened. He's trying to tell sure. everybody, hey, this is what happened. I put the transparent transportation. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what Mrs. Stress definitely said? It wasn't the Joe I knew. Nope. And I think that's always good because you can't even imagine if it was like, Yep, that's Joe. Oh. <laughs> what did he do? Let me guess. Let me guess. It was it Joe? Yeah, I figured it was Joe. Yeah, he's always he, trying to crash the car. That's him. That's his thing. <laughs> and he kept asking, you know, is this situation real? Is this real? He'd ask the flight attendants. He was just asking everyone, like, is this real? And then when he was told what he had done, he responded, "If this is real, and all of that was real." And I have done something that is unfathomable. Yeah, yeah. very much so. Like, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, because yeah, it really did scramble his brains. Oh, it, it did. It, it, it was bad everything. for him. It was bad yeah. for him. Yeah, he, yeah. And again, I just, you just can't, you can't, you got to know your limitations. Yeah. Also, yeah. I put this on his friends, too. I really, I put you this know, 100% on his friends. Eh, yeah. You never know. Every time I give a new person drugs, I sit there, I talk to them about it before they do yeah. it. Yeah. You know, this is what happens if it goes wrong. Like, I'm here for you. Like, it's like, no. And you give them a little bit and you ease them in. His friends fucked them up. They They're probably all, thought it was funny. They're yeah. all adults. Who fucking knows? I think that if you're in there and you you decide to take mushrooms, you just have to understand. If you're on a pilot, if you're a pilot, 
Yeah. Again, we're comedians. Technically, if I go insane for a while, nothing really happens. No one yeah. will know. <laughs> you mean you won't even know? Wait so till God, I have. Everyone's on fire last week. Yes, exactly. When I have dementia, no one's gonna know. Everyone's gonna think it's a funny bit that I'm doing. I show up and like you know when they wheeled me out to a retrospective for the in memory of podcasts 2006 to 2035. It's gonna cut to me and then I'm, I'm gonna. Go, Hair Satan. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to be able to say, you know? It's, I made my pants my shirt. Look at his old bit. Wow, <laughs> you don't know it's a cry for help. You know, that I need to be in a home and you take my driver's license away he's, from me. He stretched all of his fingers out in a dimension ridden rage, and now he's big hands. He's he big hands. Look at his massive um, hands. But a pilot needs to really keep your head on tight. Yeah, especially yeah. if you got a flight. Like if you are on a three week vacation and you're on day one, then yeah. Mushrooms are good, but yeah. if you got to fly in two days, yeah, no, nah, man, dog. no, 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 that's not good at that's all. That's a little close. That's really close. Even for drinking, that's close. Well, yeah. yeah, eight hours is the cutoff for pilots. Yeah, I mean, it should be twelve. Yeah, but I, I mean, that's the thing. I wouldn't even take like a big dose of mushrooms if we had a big show in two days, because mm-hmm. I know it could possibly, you know, you it throws your, your brain off. Your perspective gets shift for a little while. It's a while. vacation drug. Yes. Yeah, and you also do it yourself, you know. And I believe that we should be taking it more seriously and more pointedly. What the doing psychedelic trips with intentions in mind. I like, I you know, taking boomers for parties are fun, but I think it's important to think about your spiritual. Yeah, I, I agree did it with for that. Three days straight last week. It yeah, was great. yeah, he's loved. I love. I went it. to a jazz festival. I was fucking it's having fun. a great time. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you're also <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. But you're also an extremely experienced yeah, psychedelic I'm, user. Yeah, yeah, no, I love my mushrooms. You yeah, a, yeah, you I started at 16. I'm fine. Yeah. You have a layer of mushrooms around your belly like you're a giant beef Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have a very strong mind. You have a very strong will, which Thank is you. what makes you very good at doing um, magic mushrooms. But if you're like grieving for your best friend, I would never. Not no. the time. I no. remember one time I did mescaline after one of my good friend's mom died. It was awful. Yeah, yeah it's really it was awful. awful. I was like, oh, never again. But that was like a learning experience that you do in your 20s. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and yeah it's not 44 when you're a fucking airline pilot. It's very hard. On the, but on the other hand, he wasn't flying. He was only no, supposed to ride, but even then I'd feel weird about doing a bunch of mushrooms and then going on a plane for a while. Yeah. I did. I could see how he chanced it, though. Yeah. I mean, I did have a good friend, <laughs> my friend Tom in um, college. Like, we came up to New York for a CMJ, the big, like, college music journal. It was a big festival they used to do. Uh, and he, like, right before, like, we got on the plane in Dallas, and right before he looked over at me, his pupils were, like, the size of fucking saucers. And he's like, I just took a lot of acid. (laughs) But the thing was, is that Tom was an extremely experienced psychedelic user. He was a lot. He was he was an older student. Yeah, he was great at what he did. uh, But he just sat there and just looked out the window for four hours. And then like at the end of the flight, like he looked over at me and was like, that was incredible. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's only a quarter of the time left you have on acid. No, yeah. and then, but that's the thing is that as we landed in the play, it was the first time any of us had been to New York City. We landed, we took the fucking, the shuttle, like from Queens into yeah, Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we took it into Manhattan. And, and the vibes are so good. All of us were like so excited and so cool. And he just like, we, the van stops and he just, Gets out and just goes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah! <laughs> like, he just fucking goes. And he, like, comes back with weed. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, oh, I yeah. got fucking you weed, guys. magic when you're on acid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just ask questions. Yeah. You're yeah. just curious. And I saw him, like, because he brought a fair amount with him. And like, I saw him, like, 
two more times the whole week, like the five days that we were there. And then like we got back, we met, he showed up on time. We met, I was like, man, how was New York? He's like, you know, man. So fucking good, man. This so is a rare good. story. This is yeah. a rare story. The fact that he showed up back on time. A lot of those stories end with being restrained in a currently downed airplane while two people, you're covering yeah. your own piss and you're trying to ejaculate to get yourself out of a dream. Tom was a rare bird, though. Yeah. Tom was yeah. a very, he was the first one who gave me mushrooms. He was, And he guided me on my first you psychedelic trip. You got to. But you do. It's yeah. your responsibility. Yeah. That's what I did with Wendy. <laughs> when I took her through her first trip, I'm a great dog shaman. from your grave. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's. Website platform? It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. Um, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses Filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay, because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt and not only are you going to get the judge reinhold sitting on the clydesdale entire series clothes and non-clothes what we also are going to offer and i mean this we're trying to get into giraffe rides i brought this up the other day we got to start riding other animals but horses take pictures of the horses photoshop the horses into other celebrities but stop riding them save a horse ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. Hey, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. The experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape design, and how best to take care of your plants. I love fast growing trees because i just moved here to los angeles i got a yard now and i'm doing all the landscaping myself i love working in my garden i love planting stuff i love growing stuff and the cool thing about fast growing trees that i really like is that they tell you exactly what type of growing zone you're in i'm in growing zone 10 and they can tell you exactly what type of trees or plants, or whatever you can put out in front of your house. Uh, I'm looking at the Norfolk Island pine tree. I'm looking at putting a little bit of red sister cordyline up in front of my fence. I think that'll the red will really pop 
out nice. And maybe for the backyard, I got an extra planter that I might put a Satsuma plum tree in. And these prices are reasonable. They're reasonable if you've ever been to a nursery. But right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Dun, 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 dun. It's sports. Prize picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor, oh, it's eaten up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Yeah. Toss that rock. Come on, guys. Yeah, pass it around. Get on the excitement with Price Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious caps. Whether it's hula hoops or earring hoops, you're going to know everything you need to know about sports. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Price Picks with little as four correct picks. Conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketball are getting closer. Basket. Ball. Price Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. I sure wish that Bobby Bonilla was still in the game because I would pick him to go all the way. Can you imagine Bobby Bonilla playing basketball? Woo-wee, dog! Then, it would be more like baseball, but Bobby Bonilla would still be crushing it in the contract game! Woo! The deadliest game of all. Download the app today. And use code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. That's code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Are you guys ready for a Polish story? Oh, oh man, this is yum, fucking... Yum, 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 yum. This fucking Dime guy. Bougie. Dime yeah. bougie. Please give me a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really funny, stupid story. <laughs> a Polish man has been arrested after he pretended to be a mannequin in front of a store window before stealing from the shopping center after it closed. Dude, this was in Warsaw. Look at this. Look at this post. <laughs> I love he's, this man. He's it, a regular man. He's holding a shopping bag out with his arm. Arm he has to give himself a charm. Just put your arms to the side, you Polak. It's so funny. <laughs> but it's also such a dumb Polish idea, too. Like the idea of like, I'm a no. standstill. <laughs> no one will notice. But no one did notice. Well, no one noticed until the fucking... There were CCTVs everywhere. Well, the yeah. thing is, is that you could stand there still all you want, right? And you could people walk past you and be like, why does that guy act like a mannequin? But no one's going to bother you. Meanwhile, he thinks, he's sitting there and be like, these fuckers all think I'm a fucking mannequin. And we're like, I am crushing. You are breathing. Yeah, yeah, you're like, you're smoking. You smell like sausage, sir. Sweat. Imagine you have your arm out for that long. Oh. Sweat that has been pouring off of him. Oh, I'm just God. drinking the, what's it, the Quiesque? What is the name of that Polish beer in New York? 
Oh, um, quick. Yeah, quick. Quick, yeah. Well, police said the man went on to rob a jewelry stand once the shopping center had closed. On another occasion, he went into a restaurant to eat before slipping under the roller shutters at the entrance to a store to swap his clothes for new ones after he returned to have some more food. And he was eventually spotted by security personnel who called the police because there's just a guy wandering around the fucking mall stealing shit and like breaking into the food court. Uh, How is no one? Surprised and scared of new living mannequin. How could no one say, have you not seen mannequin Troish? This is me. I am the first mannequin with driver's license. The first one to go to a grocery store to push bucket. First mannequin to spend his time stealing jewelry from outside store in which he is in his home. <laughs> Police will also allege the man stole from another shopping center where they say he took money from cash registers and tried to steal other items after it closed. So he tried it once and it worked. I am just an innocent mannequin. I do not understand your rules and your laws. How can I be held subject to this when I have recently been plastic and now I am flesh? I was princess in ancient times. <laughs> you know, the two, the two Polish robbery investigators are like, you know, this is new realm of rules. We have never dealt with magical creature who has done petty thefts. How do we reason with him? Do we have any scientists in Poland left? Can you please show me how you go back to mannequin? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Wake up. Wake up. Well, he's not waking up, so I guess maybe we can just go home now. No. (laughs) No, we really prove if he is mannequin or not. Play with his balls. Let us have sex with this man. <laughs> oh my God, he is hard. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's all. Yeah, story. That's the story. Dude's, dude's facing ten. Dude's facing ten years in prison. Oh, um, yeah, ten years. That's a lot for pretending to be a mannequin. Well, well it's, it's, it's all stealing. the theft. Yeah, yeah. that's, still, that's it, a lot for the theft. Grand larceny. Because he stole a lot of jewelry. Oh, come on. It was many. You know what it was, too? I think it was the many stores. Yeah. And I I feel like in Poland, too, it's way more being like, we need to discourage this type of fake mannequin activity. (laughs) Because once they see it as happening in this one way, in successful way, because technically he had incredible night. (laughs) They will all do it. Ten years is way too... Couple months. I also feel like Polish prison is not where you want to be. No, oh, no, no, man. I have no. You never know with those Eastern European countries. I sometimes will, they do it right. Sometimes is Polish prison bad? The yeah. Polish prison's probably just a mansion. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Look, at uh, this. inmates at a prison in Poland have faced physical and mental torture, including beating, suffocation, and waterboarding. Yeah, yeah, but we do that here too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not. No, it's not in comparison. My Polish uncle was a jail guard in New Jersey, and I imagine. Uh, that was pretty. That was probably brutal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess in nonviolent, they said they do. If you're violent, it's more intense. Obviously, um, the fact the less cell causes attention, the better guards just need to do a count. Oh, oh here is this. Uh, prisons of Poland are generally overcrowded and underfunded. The conditions in many facilities are poor, with inadequate sanitation and medical care. Again, not different from American prisons. No, 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 no. It's not that different. But still, uh, I wouldn't want to do it. No, I absolutely would not. The overall situation in Polish prisons is a cause for concern for human rights organizations. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Where do you think 
prisons are worse in Georgia, the country or the state? <laughs> <laughs> I say the country. I don't know. I the still... state's pretty bad. That guy just got eaten to death by bed bugs. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That is yeah. bad. That, that's yeah. a, that is a bad one. <laughs> that's a long. But how process. much do we not know about what happens in Georgia? Oh, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know anything about a Georgian prison, and I don't think that they're doing like. Shakespeare plays. I don't think that they're teaching them how to cut hair. I don't no, think they're, they're not. They're not to... John Waters isn't coming in to teach them like how to write screenplays. No, I don't <laughs> think so. At least we have that in some states. Yeah. John Waters. Well, Georgia prison uh, crisis worsens amid federal investigation. Oh, yes, very much. So. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not good. No, none of it's good. Which one? State or country? Uh, State. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They won't tell me about the country at all. There's because there's. Quite a bit of news about Georgia, the state, that oh, is yeah, really yeah, yeah. pushing all the country all down. Oh, the man, stuff. they were still using floppy disks for all their medical records. My buddy was, like, fucking fighting them. Jeez. Unbelievable. Yeah. They, it's all backlogged, and they refuse to fix it. My God. you got to do it. We'll yeah. get there. And we're going to fix it. I would last podcast on the left is going to do it with our last podcast army. We're going yeah. down there, and we're going to open up these floppy disks, and we're going to do it ourselves. You get yeah. down there. Stacey Abrams. Yeah, <laughs> Stacey Abrams. Because she listens. I get a message all the time. Yeah. She actually had a lot to say about how if you can buy sex worker shit and mail it. She did? Oh, yeah. Stacey what was Abrams. Her, what was, did she tell her she, personal opinion or what the statute is in Georgia? She says what she's always dealt with, what she said, it barely makes the envelope because she's too busy just eating it like loaves of bread. <laughs> I love her. I'm so glad to have her as a listener. Um, now, this is a mother. What an inspiring woman. She is. She's very inspiring. <laughs> she is. Do you remember when we did the show before her? Uh, yes, we. She did. was in the same venue as us the night, the next night that we were doing oh it. We were God. doing a show in South Carolina, or no, it was a Virginia. That mm. might have been Des Moines. The no, maybe no, it was East Coast. Anyway, long story. Georgia, maybe long story no. short. No, it no. was like, but it was around Georgia. Long story short, uh, we did a show like it was our name on the marquee, and it was like tomorrow, Stacey Abrams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> those Abrams heads were still like lining up. They yeah. had the foam fingers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great night entertainment. Her new fucking. Have you seen her new special? Cancelled. <laughs> it's in cra- It's crazy. Just caution tape over her mouth. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, now, here's another guy who wasn't built for prison. I love this story. Okay. Like, talking about prison and when it's bad to be in prison. Sometimes, though, if you're in Italian prison, it doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> Remember George- Bunga Bunga Rooms? Oh, yeah. Well, he's dead now. Yeah. Yeah, Berlusconi died a while the back. Sexiest yeah. president. A judge recently released a 35-year-old man from prison over health concerns, with one concern being that the 430-pound murderer would not be able to obtain a low-calorie diet while incarcerated in an Italian prison. He ate his way out of prison. That's wow, the hero. That's a goal, That's man. the fucking hero, man. Holy <laughs> fucking, shit. I talk about how fat you gotta be in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> well, Italy is surprisingly thin people. Yeah, yeah, they look good. He was in jail for stabbing his girlfriend 57 times because she reprimanded him for leaving too many crumbs on a hotel bed. But then he ate himself up and out of prison. <laughs> it's all coming up. Dimitri Ficano. Dimitri, so, yeah, he, Dimitri Ficano. So Dimitri, he was could he he couldn't get in and out of a cell anymore? Or? Well, they just weren't able to take care of him. They weren't equipped to deal because he had to use a wheelchair. He would, went from a little over 250 to 430. Uh, he had to use a wheelchair and crutches to move and the prison's layout is not well equipped for those tools. So they figure instead of retrofitting the entire prison for him, for him, just fucking put an ankle bracelet on him, send him home and ankle belt. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucked because so his family is like the family of the murdered woman 
is like, they're like, they're devastated. They can't do it. But don't worry. The Italian, this is, I love this. The Italian prison system has promised the victim's family the day his weight drops enough that we can fit him back into prison. He's going right back in. <laughs> and they were all like, he, he going to stay a fat now. <laughs> you know he's going to stay fat now. You yeah. should have said nothing. You should have said nothing. Because he's going to just be like, you can just see him all day. It's so difficult to stay so fat when you cannot do it in Italy. It's all the walking. <laughs> hey, do you think Italian prisons serve Italian food? Like, yeah. is it just like fucking it's pasta and then spaghetti? When I was in Italy for ten days, I was like, "Can I not eat spaghetti?" You <laughs> moron! <laughs> no, it's, the, it's the three amigos joke. Do you have anything besides Mexican food? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's the fuck. It's just that's just food there. Yeah, that's yeah. we call it Italian food. Those guys. They're just like, that's food. Yeah, the Bugatelli. And yeah. The, yeah. yeah, man. Can you imagine how fun that is? You saw ah. Goodfellas. You slice the garlic paper thin so it melts into the sauce. Oh, you know, yeah. With, with the little razor, razor blade. A little razor blade. Mm-hmm. These guys are fucking, honestly, I bet you the food in prison there is not bad. Oh, I imagine it's great. What else they got to do? I mean, you got fresh bread. Best ingredients on the fucking face of the planet are in Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Woo. According to the outlet, I'm sure the president of Italy. Yeah, let's go. It's <laughs> <laughs> Italian tax evasion, which means paying taxes. <laughs> <laughs> the court ruled that Fracano is incompatible with the prison regime and that his incarceration makes it impossible for him to follow a weight loss diet. There's no way. There's simply no way for me to get thin in here. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Just covered in fucking all the croissant dust. I mean, why did that? Just don't don't feed them. Well, they actually treat their prisoners like human beings. Uh, the judges added that his chain smoking, along with his "quote unquote" massive size, put him at an inevitable risk of death. He's a murderer. <laughs> I mean, you treat one; they they really do go for it. like you. You got to you treat one this way. You got to treat everyone this wow. way. Equal, yeah. equal. It is very much equal. Oh my god! As far Everyone's as I know, it, I might be totally talking out of my ass. There. So Who knows? Fat in Italy now. Everyone's just going to be so excited for this. All the prisoners. I, I, you know, in the end, I think that they're so concerned with not being slovenly. I think I yeah. not even a, in a, in a. It, I throw judgment on fat people. But in Italy, I do think that the concept is like they are so they they are not. They're beautiful people. They're very thin. They, yeah. And I don't know what it is. I don't know how. It's because they don't eat processed food. I know, but it's more than that. There's something else. Well, they're walking everywhere. I know. I watched that. There's stupid, no air conditioning. That stupid fucking Blue Zone show Natalie made me watch. I don't know anything about that. It's the show that's all about the areas where like the most people that are lived to be 100 like live. Mm-hmm. And each one, they're all like, we don't know how they have such longevity. Oh, it's in the southern Italy where they don't have to have a job, where they just like everybody takes care of themselves and it's all walking and eating fresh fucking the most delicious food directly from the ground. You're like, yeah, yeah, they're fucking fine. You either fish, sell fish or eat fish. (laughs) Those are the three jobs. You wonder why we're all stressed and working ourselves to death. And in Italy, even their prisons are fucking beautiful tourist attractions. Some prisons in Italy are located in historical buildings such as old fortresses or monasteries. Regina Coeli, the best known prison in Rome, was previously a Catholic convent built in 1654. Holy shit. That doesn't sound nice. But, you know, when you go, if you're visiting, it's nice. I mean, I did go, when we were in Paris, I did go visit Marie Antoinette's cell. That uh, was awesome. And it was awesome, but it also was not super comfy. No. No, it was weird. 
especially when they told the story about, you know, the head and all that. We'll get into it with our French Revolution series. Uh, I don't yes, want to, I don't want to yes. fucking, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin that because it's like one of the best stories in the entire French Revolution. It is a good story. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, prisons in Italy, like they have, uh, what did they have? Uh, a kind of a bill of rights. They have to have healthy food. That's amazing. They, have to spend, they spend at least two hours outdoors every day. Aren't these guys supposed to be fascists? Well, that was a long time ago. No, and they are now. They're far right. Well, they're not technically, they're not technically fascist. They're just far right that are leaning towards fascists. Because we, okay. when we were in Italy a couple of years ago, they did have fascists in charge. Yeah. And then nobody seemed to care. Everyone was just like, I remember that one guy who was like, we have been run by the, the fascists. We have been run by the communists. It does not affect the people of Italy. And you're like, <laughs> where are you from? And she goes, you're touching my wife's leg. <laughs> well, Italy's current government is considered the most right-wing since, um, you know, Mussolini. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, clo it's as close as it gets. Yeah, that was like the first time I ever saw like lots of Antifa graffiti was when I was in Italy. Yeah. That was yeah it's, it's a very interesting country because it seems to be disorganized because the, the, the people don't really reflect what's going on with the government. Yeah. I don't know. Mm, I still strange. can't wait to go back. I can't wait to go back. I I've never been. To... I want to go. Uh, you got to go. I got to go. I'm going to go to Rome. Oh, Rome's the best. Yeah, you're great. You're going to love that that fresh piss smell. Yeah. I mean, I lived in New York for 16 it's years. Same. I yeah. know. It's I, the same exact smell. It's I, awesome. I know fresh piss. I know it from old. Yeah. I make it every day. <laughs> you got to go to the Carpuchin, uh What is it? The, the Capuchin with the monastery. Where they got all the bones in the basement. It was yeah. awesome. I was not to take pictures, but I took one on the slide. But then I didn't I, want to show it. There was there was a that was there, and there was another. There was a lady there, like a French lady, and I saw she was trying to like sneakily take a picture. I was like, oh block, oh block, and I went and stood like this, like ah. <laughs> She's like, I must take a picture before this bear of a man. <laughs> he steals me. Live from your grave. Boy, Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try Every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor! By Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs in a whole bunch of cha and it started off my day correct. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Since right here, what would you do of another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously, I'd get some nunchuck training in. Uh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. 
But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer it's, of course, I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and you might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I love Babbel, and I love what they're doing for the people of America. But I went on there to find out if I could learn Fremen in order for me to go and harness the desert power that it would take to finally get the raids of the sand planet Arrakis. Uh, but they said they only offer real languages and uh, stuff that can really help people travel. I think that's mostly what Babbel's looking to do. They didn't really, like, I called customer service and I asked me, like, well, how can I possibly harness the power of a million Fremen? And they said, please, sir, stop calling. And I said, but I, I'm doing an ad for you currently while we're on the phone. And Babbel, you know what? God love them. They helped me learn German. And in the end, they, they were right. Because German's a lot more useful. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, I got a very interesting grave robbing story. Yay! Oh, back into it! On point! Yeah, got very much back into it. Not a necrophilia story, but oh. this is a very interesting grave robbing story for one reason that sort of goes under the headlines. It goes under the radar as to why this story is so interesting. Okay. St. Louis County prosecutors say two men are facing charges after they tried to dig up one of their grandmother's remains from an area cemetery. Okay, so far I understand. These guys, their names are Jimmy Allen and Zebulon Nash. Okay. But what's interesting about them is that they're digging up their grandmother, but they're both 73 years old. Whoa. Whoa. They just want to ask how heaven is. <laughs> Where should they park? I mean, their grandmother had to have died 20, 30 years before, maybe more. So why are they digging up the body? Was it that she was buried with some jewels? Well, according maybe. to his, maybe Nash, apparently he told the police that he was trying to recover his grandmother's remains to relocate her. And my boy was just helping me. But they were both the same age. Yeah. They're brothers. 
I guess he calls his brother his boy. No, no, he didn't say that, but I'm just saying oh, he was just oh, like a okay. boy. He yeah. came out, he was helping me. But the thing is, yeah, he was saying to relocate the ashes. I feel like this is a long story that we are just now like at the end of. Like <laughs> if we met Zebulon Nash, this is going to be a long night. Yeah. Where he's yeah. going to explain why. At that point, why not just get her exhumed? I think it, it costs money. Why pay yeah. for it when you can do it yourself? Does it cost money to get someone in? It has to. It has Someone's got to gotta dig her up. Yeah, because if you did it for free, people would be doing it all the time. Yeah. Like, I'm moving, like, <laughs> seriously, like, I'm moving from St. Louis to Minnesota. I want to bring Ma. I want, yeah, I want to bring Ma. I don't want to have to come all the way back here. So, yeah, I'd imagine it takes a lot of cash. That's then- why you're going to need to save on each paycheck. So, if you look at this, these costs tend to range between five and 15 grand. So, yeah, yeah that's how much it costs to exhume a body. It says right here exhume a body process. You can buy the form to do it from, I guess, attorneydocs.com. For only $25. Okay. You can fill out that form, get your mama exhumed, and see them dead ass titties. <laughs> They're going to be gone. Long, long gone. Yeah, that's a fake. Yeah, that's how long it's They're just going to be sitting uh, comfortably time. on the fucking skeleton. See, that's valuable. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, if you can reuse those, those last for a long time. Well, a lot of the silicone ones are being thrown out because of the leaking. Oh. The old ones are stopping. Now they're doing saline, and the truly uncommon ones, the borscht. Ones Just that are borscht? Ju- oh yeah, yeah, borscht. Cold beet soup. Yeah, <laughs> it's in Ukraine. Yeah, in Ukraine mean. and Poland. Yeah, you'd be surprised um, how lifelike it is. You know, it's like you know, you guys were in sketch comedy for a long time. Yeah. And you know, and you found those like weird things. They're where, analogous that yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. that that work is like, oh yeah, like you know, blood, corn syrup, and and food coloring. Like yeah. you wouldn't think that would work. You wouldn't think that looks real. But, but sometimes, it does. if you imagined a woman's breasts as two bags of a more thicker consistency borscht. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, number one, it'll help some people if that are afraid of commitment get past that fear. And I think the other side is just understanding no matter what happens to, with you and your wife, if you got to, you just cut off one of them nipples and you got sweet, delicious uh, borscht if you're starving. I can't tell if you're lying to me or not. <laughs> I am lying. <laughs> Do you really think, honestly, Eddie, I was that they saying, fill? I don't know. If it works. Breast implants with borscht. Borscht. Yeah, it can't be. I see. I know, I've only had borscht once or twice. It's it, not. I don't like it. It was. I loved it. I love borscht. Yeah, but there. That does raise an interesting question. You ever seen that Herschel Gordon Lewis movie Gorgor Girls? Not. No. Great exploit. It's an exploitation classic. But there is one scene in which the killer comes in and he cuts off a woman's nipples, or not he. I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but you know, it's like they cut off the woman's nipples, and out of one shoots a bunch of milk. Yeah, and the other one, chocolate milk. Oh, interesting. I think I sent a text to you once of the scene. Only in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Only in my dreams, man. Yeah, no, then, I don't work like that. And then she, you know, boiled. And then the killer, like, boiled the victim's head. And, like, it looked, the victim was, like, boiling a bunch of French fries on the uh, stove. And so she got, you know, her face shoved into the French fries. Yeah, Herschel Gordon Lewis, he's a sleeper. You should he, check him out. Uh, he's great. Yeah, except for the gruesome twosome. That one's just okay. That's one about like a guy and uh, his crazy mother and they run a wig shop together. And so they lure college girls into their wig shop so they can kill them and shave their hair and sell their hair as wigs. You're the busiest person I know. Where? How do you find the time to These watch? These are over the, all the years. I spend a lot of time alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I watch with a lot Ken, of like movies. Me and Carolina, like we do, this is what we do, yeah. you know, together. You yeah, know, we fill he, our time. He was a guy who did Blood Feast, which I believe is the first movie that had like like visible blood effects, like a lot of gore. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. Of gore. Blood, Fe- blood feast is an absolute classic. It's 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 funny because now you watch it, it's kind of boring. Yeah, but it's fun. But Gore Girl Girls, because Gore Girls also has a um, 
It has a cameo by an by. It has a cameo by Henny Youngman. Yeah, oh, which, yeah. I have to see. You know, yeah. see it. No, no, you yeah, have yeah. to see it. Yeah. I love Henny Youngman. Take yeah. my wife's nipples, oh, please. <laughs> There's an old fun story from Jeff when he was going to the the Friars Club all the time, and he was behind Henny Youngman one day, and Henny had no idea he was there, and uh, there was a pigeon just flew in front of him. He's like, ah. Hold my messages. <laughs> <laughs> and he's literally just doing bits on the streets of Nope to yeah, Bert. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I, uh, I have this disease. <laughs> Got so funny. But yeah, the Cold Girl Girls, it's, you know, there's some problematic parts, but for the most part, it's a pretty fun. Uh, expo- if you're into exploitation horror, like, and you know what exploitation horror means, is, like yeah. what, what, it actually what means, that means yeah. and what it is. And yeah, it's a great one. It's a Man, classic. I used to watch, we rented Blood Sucking Freaks so many times when I was a kid. And yeah. I don't think I remember a minute of it, but I remember we rented it constantly. I've never seen Blood Sucking Freaks. 1970. It's very old. Yeah. Interesting. We should do a watch. Honestly, that could be cool. I would love to relive that. And, and, and Microwave up. Massacre, too. I need to rewatch that one. We have this place called 16,000 Movies, and like 8,000 of them are horror movies. And yeah. we just used to go there all the fucking time. That's great. Yeah, we need to watch Red Meat again, too. Oh, yeah. that was a good one. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, good one. that's yeah. a really yeah. it's a slow burn, but I like it ends great. It really does. It's Donald Pleasance. You know, it's like it's got everything that you want. Let's do it again. Yeah. Let's do it together. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, let's have like because I'm because that's my thing is 70s horror movies. I, I love, love, love 70s horror movies. I need to get back into that more than this. The new shit's fun, but like, I, you know, well, it's, it's a, the 70s are the best time for movies. Well, it really, and, it, and why would that not follow for horror? You know, I feel like, like the 80s, though, horror, in my estimation, has only gotten better in terms of like what there, it's the last bastion of independent film. So it's yeah. like really fun ideas coming out in horror. But what I love is the legacy of all of these, like the entire genre is so huge. Yeah. yeah. There's so much stuff, and there's stuff for anybody. Oh, it's just, I just, with modern horror, I just cannot watch one more fucking movie where grief is the main. Well, the idea is the 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 hereditary hereditary started that and then kept it going. And it it can come back. Babadook started it. Babadook was before hereditary. Yeah. And then hereditary, like, shot that up. Oh, hereditary is unbelievable. Yeah, it's an unbelievable movie. Talk to me is great. Talk to me is great. That's the the first scared of that one. I haven't seen it. You'd love it. It's so good. It's one of the first, like, Zoomer horror movies that I've come to enjoy. Yeah. That I really, really, it's very, very good. Yeah. Have you ever seen Don't Look Around, Don't Look Back, or Don't Look Around? Don't no. Look There? Uh, it's Donald, of them. Donald Sutherland. It's great. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Don't Look Back. Don't. No, it's it's the the title actually. Don't Look At Me. Away. Don't yeah. Look Away. No, that's not it. You met Donald Sutherland, right? Oh, man. I was on a flight. Don't Look Now. Don't, don't look, look Now. Yeah, and it's, you know where it's at? Italy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's seven minutes. It's another, it's another very, very slow burn. But I think it's right up your alley. Those it is a, it's ones a, all are. It's a grief movie. I'll, I'll admit that. Okay. That's why I thought of it. But yeah, it is a grief movie. But I think you'd like it. I was on a plane. It was first class. I was coming back from work. I'm doing pretty face. And next to me was Donald Sutherland. And he had a big air tank. Right? So he had a big tank on. He was struggling. He came in. And he sat there. And again, I wasn't going to say anything. No one's saying anything to, you know, Donald Sutherland. But he's so cool. He's a he's, legend. He's fine. He leans over. And he's like, he's bastards expect me to work until I'm in the grave. <laughs> it's like the first thing he said. So I was just like, what? And it's just like, may think I'm a young man doing these hunger games <laughs> I'm out here tied to a pole. All sorts of weather. Cold. Heat. 
I'm an old man. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing this anymore. And I'm just like, you know, I'm just like, my son brings home these women. <laughs> sick of these women. And I was just like, Kiefer Sutherland? <laughs> Your very famous son? Oh, you know him. Yeah. <laughs> Kiefer. Always disappointing. I'll be dead. No, I'll be laughing. <laughs> he was like, I walked. named him after the yogurt I have to eat now. Kifa. <laughs> Get the acidophilus. My God, I just open up. Uh, if I was sitting next to Donald Sutherland and he like approached me of like they, I would open up his IMDb and just start going through and being like, what about this one? one. What, what about this I, one? I, what about this one? The problem was I was just, I, I literally, he monologued at me. Yeah. For like an hour, but I didn't want to say anything because he was just talking. He was literally just being like, got this tank now. Because I can't breathe. How like, am I supposed to do the hours they expect me to do? Like, when you were on The Simpsons? Like, how cool is that? Because I love that. It's one of my favorite leads to the Iconic Class. It's one of my favorite Simpsons episodes. Did I'm an fun? old man. <laughs> Why are you playing games if you're hungry? You were brilliant in MASH. You were so good in MASH. I just love you so much in MASH. You were just so good. They used to be, used to be shorter time before there were meal breaks. <laughs> Now it's six and a half hours, these unions. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, done. So I, I don't know. You didn't say that. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And uh, don't look now. Like, I mean, it's like full nudity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They Donald, had, Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie. Oh, full, Julie Christie's beautiful. Yeah. Full nudity. And the wow. story behind that is that they had to do the sex scene the first day of shooting. Oh, yeah, there so they, is. They hadn't met each other. See, at that's all. his butt. Well, he shows his butt in Animal House. Yeah. That's, oh, God. Wow, that is a, I titled, typed in Donald Sutherland nude and it went straight to it. Ooh, man, he did when he was an old. He did when he was an old guy. Yeah. And ooh, ha. Well, I bet he's got a long one. <laughs> <laughs> my son didn't get my jeans. Yeah, not, not thick, but long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this has been an exciting episode. Hasn't it? Uh, are we to the end? I guess, no, we do have one more story we can cover. We have we, this other one. I mean, we do have, we have one. Do you want to do desecration or sex doll? Sex doll! Sex doll! Because this does somewhat work into uh, our necrophilia episodes, tangentially. Great. A funeral home worker responsible for transporting dead bodies in a Nebraska county is suspected of having an intimate encounter with a life-size sex doll he found in the apartment of a deceased person. This was one of those, like, $10,000 extremely real talk to me, like, you know, putting the limbs yeah. in different silicone. You really know how to turn me on. <laughs> Thank you, Marcus, <laughs> for all of the pleasure you're giving me. Marcus, you have such a big one. <laughs> so who complained? Uh, well, investigators say Ryan Smith, 41, and a colleague were dispatched last week to a home at the Rock Creek Apartments in Omaha to collect the body of an individual who died there. An investigator reported near the body on the bed was a very real life-size sex doll. Police allege that Smith subsequently called the property manager and claimed that the local sheriff had asked him to remove the sex doll to collect swabs for biopsy. You know how normally they ask a funeral home assistant to come in and clear evidence out of a room? <laughs> the police directly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to get in there because you know how it is. They don't, 
They don't want to deal with all this nastiness. Well, how'd the person die? Uh, it doesn't say. Uh, but Smith's strange request was denied by the manager, who later returned to the apartment to discover that Smith was still inside the unit, which had been locked with a deadbolt and chain. After Smith exited the home with his shirt untucked and his pants in disarray, the property manager called the cops, who later busted Smith on a felony burglary charge. A post-arrest examination revealed the sex doll to be, quote-unquote, sticky, mm. and it appeared that, quote, something had rubbed her inner thighs. Ah, mm. and a deputy collected the sex doll, he said, so that I could have her processed for DNA. He did more work on the sexually assaulted doll than he might do for a human being. They're doing far more to see if this man fucked a doll <laughs> than they did. I think what they're looking for is, like, cause. Yeah. Like, they have to prove that well, we can fire this guy. Well, think about this, right? Your funeral home worker. You got all these sexy-ass corpses just laying around, right? All day long, teasing you, tempting you, Yeah, right? And they're, and they're just being, just laying there, right? You know, sexy. And then all of a sudden, you go into some other place where some guy died boring, right? And you're like, I already seen his fucking dick, right? He's dead. But then you see, just laying right there in the same exact position is you're like, ooh, mama, I can't get in trouble. For fucking that one, right? I get to go fuck that doll. Well, he tried. He, I mean, to his credit, he did try to remove it. For he did try to lie his way into getting it into his own apartment. To his credit, yeah. <laughs> that he tried. That he lied. To, yeah. To his credit. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's gonna go in the fucking trash. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not like his you know, nephew wants this thing. Yeah. yeah. It's not gonna be passed down from family member to family member as a treasured heirloom. Why it's gonna not, go in though? the fucking dumpster. That's your grandmother. <laughs> well, I mean, what he should have done is he should have staked out the dumpster behind the apartment complex. Yeah. Because that's where all that shit's going to go. It's just going to go right into the dumpster, stake it out. I used to know a guy who used to stake out the uh, dumpsters at the mall back in Lubbock so he could steal all the Victoria's Secrets cutouts when those went and he would take them to his home and put them on the wall. That is just you, meet some that is. you meet some interesting people when you work at a comic book store. Oh, yeah. God. But this is the thing. is that the guy, this sex doll, what is, they're not going to throw it out. What the hotel gonna, staff is going to take it as a funny hotel? joke. It's this guy's uh, apartment. But someone's going to take it as a funny joke. No. no. It's you held with someone else's cup. Not if you get the hose. <sighs> and you shoot it out. You take the shoot pussy. It you spread it out. How, how, you shoot the fucking cup out the pussy. It's so hard to dry out the insides <laughs> of this thing. You're already doing it. Yeah. I, you've already. Or I like, guess there has to be a cleaning process. Marcus? Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, fleshlights and all these sorts of things. A lot of, of them yeah. have removable uh, vaginas. Yeah. 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 My fleshlight, you could pull it out and you could really, like, I mean, you could wash the fuck out of that I'm thing. I'm going to go look yeah, it up. You need to. Real doll cleaning process. Process. Because I, I think it has, you... like, those butt flaps. <laughs> <laughs> you just pull down. But yeah. It's sex like doll an... maintenance. And uh, how often do I need to clean my doll? Every time. Um, yeah. I would mm -hmm. go in there. Yeah. Every... How do I clean my yeah, doll's take body? It it. Also, so... like, do your best. To pull out, just clean every fourteen no. days. No, what are we doing here? Yeah, I'm fucking this thing. Yeah, I'm coming inside of it. Yeah, the you pull it out. Process isn't worth it. It's okay, not here that we hard. Go. Okay, how do I clean my doll's holes? Cleaning her vagina, anus, and mouth is a delicate process with several techniques to expose these areas for cleaning. No bleach. No, of course not. Coat a small swab sponge with warm water and art of antibacterial soap. You can now use this sponge to clean the orifices. Insert the sponge using medical pincers into the orifice until it is clean. You can now... <laughs> yeah. So you started reading this. <laughs> yeah, because if you don't clean it, 
It you gets can, pretty bad. You Real can dispose fast. of yeah. the sponge and now repeat steps one and two above again. After two swabs, the orifices should be clean, allowing you to insert a second dry sponge to remove any excess soap or moisture. Once you have successfully dried the doll, you can apply talcum powder to the exterior so the exterior of the orifice. All done. Your doll should now be clean and free yeah. from any bacteria or dirt. Yeah. You can remove its head and wig. Just you, you work on its head. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. just shake shake the cum out of its neck. <laughs> But well, the problem with it, though, is that, I mean, I would imagine if you have a real life sex doll, you're not going to have a roommate. But with a flashlight, the problem is, is that to clean it, you got to take it to the bathroom or the kitchen sink's probably better. No, you don't want to do the kitchen sink because that's a shared. You want to use the bathtub Oh, because yes. in the bathtub, everything goes. You just want to go away. <laughs> you just want to go far away. You want to go to a motel well, yeah. and do it there. Well, you just can't carry it past your roommate. That's one of those laundry sinks would be perfect. Yeah, a laundry sink. Oh yeah, I got one of those in my garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, big, the w- yeah, the big plastic tub with yeah. the fucking long nozzle. That would be perfect. Yeah, yeah. Jam it right up in there. Let it run right through. Oh, yeah, in New York, God. we didn't have that though. This no, whole thing. No, no. After enjoying your happy time with the love doll, be sure to take a bath with her. Please rinse with water and cold water. I guess that's what you do. You just bring it in there and you just wash it with yourself. You know, and then you go, yeah. God, it's, it's so get, lonely. It's going to get sweaty. This part of Quora is bad. <laughs> this part of Quora is not good. No part of Quora is good. Thanks uh, for listening, everyone. Go God. <laughs> I don't mind it. If you want to have sex, honestly, it would be kind of cool to do. It might be fun. Last podcast on the left, Real Dolls. Oh, my Either God. cryptid pussies. Cryptid buttholes. My friend Doug Sackman was working on monster dicks for a long time. I think it should come. be you. Oh, God. Can you imagine? Set those the, out. My horrendous butthole. Oh, <laughs> God. And call it, ah, you yes. You ever wanted to take Henry from behind? Have you ever <laughs> tried the Polish challenge? <laughs> you know, like, right. ah, yes. Yeah. But your butt's so flat, though. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. That's why it makes it unique. Yeah, you get right no, to the hole. Yeah. No, if anyone's getting a butt made, it's me. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. No, I say we give them what they deserve, not what they want. Okay, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But I'm just talking about, you know, QC, quality no, control. Because in order to have sex with me, you have to find the scenes from Deliverance, like, sexy. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, I got a Ned Beatty back you do have you, do. A, you do have a Ned Beatty body. Yeah. And you know, so if you want to go to town on Ned Beatty and make him squeal and scream, I guess it's... The, Last podcast to the left, real butt is for you. You so go down to lastpodcastmerch.com and, and try it out for Christmas or Thanksgiving. <laughs> Get that rush to your house right now. Try the Polish challenge the now. Henry ass to your to your chair, <laughs> and you can go ass to ass with Henry Zabrowski whenever not- you're doing your work. <laughs> yeah, listen, yeah, just to, to not, just to keep you stress free in the holiday season, do go ass to ass with Henry Zabrowski. <laughs> no, it's I think it's so flat. What would be really good at is like a you know the little gel thing on a mouse pad. Mm-hmm. You know the, where you re- you rest <laughs> your wrist. <laughs> yeah, so you use that. Just glue some hair to that. <laughs> try Henry Zabrowski carpal tunnel butt. <laughs> Nothing will make your workday more at ease than the soft, slow, low slope of Henry Zabrowski's Polish butt. <laughs> You're going to love it. Well, this has been a great episode. It has been. Happy fucking Thanksgiving. Happy yes. Thanksgiving. It's coming next. Oh, God. Oh, All right. Yeah. Go to Operation Sunshine. If you want to base Henry. <laughs> if you want to base Henry, go to lastpodcastmerch.com. We're going to have a sale. Yeah. Then you go to fucking, uh, go get your local, go to your local comic book store and ask for Operation Sunshine number two by name. They are there. They are ready to go. It's out right now. I saw a copy of it. uh, The new one? Yeah, I saw a copy of Earth 2 yesterday. It was fucking, it was so cool to see. 
Um, yeah. I also would like to make an announcement because I can now. I was in a movie. Wow. And I want you to go and see it. It is a Christmas movie. Obviously, people are already giving me shit about the fact that it's a Christmas movie, even though I dislike Christmas, but it's the best part. I play somebody who hates Christmas in a Christmas movie. Good. It is really fun. It's called How to Ruin the Holidays. And right now, it is out in at, right now. Only it's at the Lamley. It's at the Lemley NoHo. Yeah. Uh, so if you're in town, if you're in Los Angeles, go check it out. And this is another guilt side of this. If you don't even care about the movie, go support the Lemley because they are, uh, they are all... Given they're fucking destroying they're all of them, soon, yeah, and it's horrible. So maybe give them a reason to maybe stay open, which would be nice. Love yes. the Lemley, I love all those theaters. Uh, but they are, it's also at the Plaza in Atlanta, and it is uh, it is going to be uh, we're gonna have a pretty. It's not a national run, but a pretty big run. And then in December we're going to go VOD. So I'm gonna put it out there. It's called How to Ruin the Holidays. Uh, I think it's really funny. It's an it R-rated comedy that is uh, directed by Arlen Kotopaki and written by my good friend Kevin Galise, who is a one of the artistic directors of Dad's Garage. How was Colin Mockery? The best. Yeah, it's great. Very yeah. funny. Very. Can't sweet. believe you you've kept this under the uh, your hat this whole time that you did a movie with Colin Mockery. You never told us. I he love was very Colin nice. Mockery. He's yeah. the best. He's great. He's very. He's as funny as you think he is. Uh, Whose line was it anyway? His. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> he used the lead, but he did a great job, and we're, I'm really, I want you guys to go check that shit out. Let's go watch it together. Yeah, we can. I would love that. We're little actors. Look at you. I'm an actor. I got a letter from SAG after begging me to give them money, and it, I said no. You might oh, have wow. to. You might I just, have to. I just, I, might have. I just sent the money finally. You got yeah. to. You got to because it's a union town, Bubby. I know, yeah. but I'm not an actor. But you do act every day, don't you? In a way. Not in movies or All TV. The world's a stage. Not in movies or TV? No, I'm saying here. Movies or TV? No, this is a studio that we paid for. Interesting. I got no money from studios to build this. I never got any investment from a studio. But we're looking for it. So, (laughs) Paramount, we're ready for you. The moment that I have to, I will. I'm not a scab. We're looking for it. The moment I have to, I will. But Mm -hmm. until that day comes, I'm keeping it as a nice little souvenir. I think you're right. I like. I, I just got good with Zach. I'm excited to get my DVDs. Yeah, I want my DVDs back. <laughs> oh, the DVDs that are already streaming. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. god, it's so, so annoying. annoying. <laughs> they say so all these annoying. elaborate Netflix movies on DVD. It's like, why are you doing this? All right, hail Satan, Huggy, hail Ham. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> See you soon. Oh yeah, when we come back, we're gonna have a fucking big old series. We're doing a big dark history series, and we got a bunch of weirdness coming up in January. I'm very excited for it. It's gonna be cool. Rock and roll, baby. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. 
Sherry University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.